0: hello my friends thank you so much for tuning in again uh, this week I have no idea what my voice sounds like right now because we have run into a bit of a technical glitch here in the studio studio here in meeting wherever I happen to be recording the podcast at this particular time I've recorded it uh, in my car in my uh, dorm at school, in my closet at school because of the great insulation of the sound, uh, in my room back at home, in the middle of my favorite coffee shop as you'll hear uh, today on this episode, uh, and a few other places, uh, uh, but anyway, that's a long and protracted way of my telling you that my uh, primary microphone has malfunctioned, uh, the cord that connects the microphone to my computer has gone out, at least I think and hope that it's the cord, and um, I've ordered a replacement, so hopefully we'll be able to get that fixed here in the next few days. Uh, But until then, I'm using my first microphone that I used to record just the first uh, few episodes of the show way back when, for those who are uh, uh, OG fans. uh, That might be why my voice sounds a bit familiar, as it did in those first couple of days. Uh, but right now I have no idea what it sounds like. I'm normally able to hear uh, how this sounds when I'm using the uh, primary mic, but right now I'm just going on faith. It's a faith-based initiative right now. Uh, But anyway, like I said, I hope to have that resolved here in the next few days. Hopefully it's just an issue with the cord uh, and not the mic itself. If not, we'll just go from there. Regardless, uh, I think you all know I'm an improvise, adapt, and overcome kind of guy. So nevertheless, no matter what the circumstances are, the show will go on. And I will have a way of recording some way, somehow, even if I have to just speak into my laptop. Probably won't sound as clear and as clean as what I uh, would like for it to sound like for the sake of you all tuning in. Uh, But I think that you guys will uh, uh, not mind too bad. And I really appreciate your uh, understanding and graciousness in that. Uh, But anyway... I'm really glad that you guys are tuning in again. I'm really sorry that I didn't get our Sights to See episode out this past Friday. This past Friday was my sister's birthday, uh, so we went out and celebrated. I'm really proud of her and the person that she's becoming and the person that she is, and I uh, am just so proud of her. I love her to death. Uh, Maybe she'll be a guest on the show at some point uh, if she'd like to be, Uh, but Friday was her birthday, so we went out and celebrated, uh, and I uh, wasn't able to get an uh, episode out, but we will have one this coming Friday. Uh, This Friday will be a very special episode because it will be a viewer submitted or a listener submitted. That's a better uh, description uh, uh, location for the sites to see, so uh, tune in for that. It's going to be a real treat. But for today, I'm really glad to be bringing you guys my conversation with my very good friend, Cody Howard. Cody is a musician and an artist located here in Harlan County. I've known him for a few years. Uh, Those of you who are from Harlan or from the surrounding area probably have heard him perform at our local festival here in the summer or at uh, bars and restaurants around town and around the region. Uh, He's performed at places outside of Kentucky even, so maybe you all have heard him there. Um, Or maybe if you're outside of the region, you could have still heard him because he has uh, put out some music on Spotify and Apple Music. And I had a chance to sit down and talk to Cody about his album, actually, his first full-length album that came out about a year ago called Appalachian Dream. It's just a great album that you guys should definitely listen to if you have not already. Um, Cody will tell you how you can find his music uh, at the end of the episode, so be sure to uh, stick around for that. Uh, But Cody's just a a great artist. He's very authentic in how he creates his music, how he performs his music, and in talking about his music, and I think that you guys will see that just as soon as we start talking. And um, Cody touches on a really important uh, point in this whole discussion, In any discussion that you have about the art in Appalachia and about the region itself in general, there's so much talent, so much genius in uh, these places in Appalachia, whether you're urban or rural, whether you're north-south or central. uh, A lot of great talent and genius in this region is overlooked because of um, the general stereotype that there's not much anything of value here. Uh, A stereotype, by the way, that could not be farther from the truth. Uh, And Cody touches on that, and Cody is a great exemplar not only of how there is genius in the performers and the artists that are located in this region, but also in the determination that regardless of the stereotypes, regardless of the obstacles, regardless of any setbacks, these folks will find a way for... People to take notice of them and their talents and what they can do. And a lot of people have already done that for Cody, rightfully so. He's just a wonderful musician and a wonderful person who deserves to have that kind of recognition. And for those out there listening who are in the same spot, maybe an artist, a creator, uh, uh, someone with a talent that they want others to notice, my advice, Cody's advice, and I think the advice of anybody else who would want you to succeed is keep going, keep pressing on, keep trying. Uh, if, what's the old saying, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again. FDR once said, it's commonplace to take a method and try it. If it fails, admit it frankly and try something else. But above all, as our guest Jonathan Alter said uh, in our last episode, try something, as he said, quoting FDR. Uh, so that's my message to a lot of the folks out there in the region who maybe feel that they're not getting their uh, the kind of attention that their talents and their genius deserve. And... I promise you that if you keep trying, if you keep pushing, it will work out. The only way you lose is if you give up. I think that's just one really important takeaway from this great talk I had with Cody. Uh, He and I talked about his his journey as an artist, uh, the pieces he put out before his album, uh... Uh, we talk about his uh, musical inspirations and the experiences that he has had, which have informed his art. And he gives us a bit of a sneak peek on what's coming next. And he also, like I said, tells you how you can find him on these different streaming platforms and listen to his art. I highly encourage you to do so. He's one of my favorite singers and musicians. And he's just a great person to talk to, a great uh, friend. And I was really glad to have him on the show. Uh, so I hope that you guys enjoy uh, hearing from Cody and learning about him and our talk. So. Let's get into it. All right, Cody. Good to see
1: you. Good to see you, too, TJ. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, I'm alive. Great. Living the dream. There you go, man. Yeah. Uh, Got some nice, elegant background music going right Absolutely. Now and,
0: absolutely. and for those listening, I've talked about the Moonbow before on the show, so um, this gives them a, an idea of what it's like. Uh, I'm curious if the music that's playing in the background will make people think that it looks a certain way, yeah. like all elegant and with a piano in the background. For but sure. it's a great place either way, yeah, my, and I'm glad to be here with you.
1: My buddy uh, John, he's over there playing piano right now. Right, he's the, right. He's the local jazz artist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, of... <laughs> absolutely. He's he's a staple. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of music. Um, you know a, a lot of folks who listen to the show are from our area so i'm sure that they're familiar with you uh and wow. your work but just for everybody listening if you want to introduce yourself and um, talk about your your art and maybe how you got started give a little biographical information yeah absolutely. anything you want to get us started and then we'll get to talking about your for album sure. anything you go right ahead
1: for sure yeah um i'm Cody howard i'm born and raised in harlan um more specifically averts uh so there's a lot of uh, a lot of history up that way right and uh Yeah, it was just kind of a family thing. My mom's side of the family is very uh, musically inclined. Uh, A lot of bluegrass bands, a lot of gospel music and stuff grew up in church. And everybody in my family plays some kind of instrument on her side or sings or something. So I was kind of, you know, exposed to that from an early age. And, and, you know, it just kind of, the love for it grew from there.
0: Right, right, and uh, how, I know you play guitar. Do you play other instruments as well? I do.
1: I, I dabble a little bit, but I thought nothing, so. nothing spectacular.
0: Right, I got you. Well, you're you're one of the best guitar players I know. Well, I appreciate it, uh, hands down. Uh, and uh, so we're here to talk about, um, you know, obviously about your your album that came out about a year ago, but uh, you you had some other uh, tracks that you put out prior to the album, yeah. right? Yeah. You want to maybe talk about those a little bit yeah, uh, and what so, got you started recording and wanting to publish your music sure yeah.
1: sure yeah so um it started i had plans um uh, back in 2019 december of 2019 to record a full-length album and uh i was going to go over to clintwood virginia and record it with my friend pearson hobbs and uh, he actually just played at the beer company a couple oh, nice. weeks ago yeah but uh uh, we was going to record a full-length album, produce it ourselves, and then COVID mm. hit, and right. that never happened. I got really, really, really bummed out about it. You know, sure. I was like, you know, it's never going to happen. I was ready to give up music completely. And uh, so I started messing around with what little bit of recording equipment that I have at the house, and uh, was recording some demos. Started sending the demos to my friend Dakota Sailor, who's also a local musician. Right. And uh, sending demos back and forth to him. And he was like, do you care if I add this, you know, layer something onto this, or I think it needs this. And, you know, we just started sending songs back and forth that way. And I was like, dude, we might as well just make like an album or something together. So we we self-produced that first project that I put out, A Long Way From Home. It was all done from home as well. And ironically, it was called A Long Way (laughs) From Home, even though we were at home. Right. Uh, But that, you know, that happened. And then uh, about a year later, again, tried to go into the studio and just... I uh, done a Kickstarter, and uh, just couldn't couldn't get the funds to do it. So right. I was just like, you know, I'm gonna do it myself again. I done it once already, so I uh, got together. This time we were able to record together up in the the Killers practice space. That's where we recorded most of the album. Oh, uh, nice! But nice. again, uh, Dakota Sailor was a big a big part of that. Dakota Sailor, Greg Hollins, right? Um, Tyler Smith. There was a lot of guys that got Natalie Tomlinson. Oh, a lot of yeah. local a lot of harlem people were right. involved in uh in this last album
0: right and um you know, kudzu killers and and I mean, all the folks you just mentioned are just great uh musicians from the area they're 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 awesome and you know, in the midst of your all's working on that you still like would play at the poke salad festival here yeah. and other places in the area sure um and you know your uh music is is among my favorites to listen to well i appreciate that absolutely yeah. absolutely um Maybe do you want to go into specific artists that were inspirations to you in you know writing the songs that you put out on your album? Your album, which yeah. is but is called Appalachian Dream. Yes, forgot that I didn't mention that at the top yeah, like yeah. I meant to. But uh, <laughs> maybe you want to go? Would you want to go into the inspiration for that album? In particular? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So um, at the time I was listening to a lot of different music. Yeah, uh, a lot of local local people. Um, Josh Nolan's one of my local favorites. I don't know if you've if you've listened to any of his stuff. Phenomenal guys out of Powell County. Uh, you know, of course, Childers is up there. I was listening to, you know, a lot of local guys. Uh, but then, like, I was listening to old alternative country, like uh, Sunvolt and uh, the Flying Burrito Brothers. I don't know if you've ever listened to them. Graham Parsons' is band. Okay. Phenomenal. Uh, Flying Burrito Brothers, they're great. And they called it Cosmic Country. Right. But, I mean, I, I was like, you know, I guess that makes sense. Right. But I was listening to a lot of, a lot of them. A lot of local artists, and then a lot of bluegrass music. Right. Ralph Stanley was a big, you know, a big key of listening to uh, his like early stuff and his later stuff. Uh, J.D. Crowe, Keith Whitley. Now I come from everywhere, right, so, right. But I wanted to try to blend all of that into. Into one album, and right? That's, that's what you know, Appalachian Dream. That's how it came about. Is listening to listening to those guys,
0: right? Well, no, that that blend of different styles and artists, it definitely shows through uh, in the album. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was wondering uh, the album as a whole. Um, would you say that it was pretty well informed by your experiences of growing up in Harlan, not only around, uh, the musical tradition that Eastern Kentucky is known for, but just, you know, your own experiences, uh, growing up here and, and those of others in your family maybe? For
1: sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I wrote and co-wrote on every song that was on the album with the exception of the title track, Appalachian Dream, that was written by, uh, my manager, Lisa, um, but every other song was I won't say they were entirely true stories, but a lot of them based on true experiences sure. that I that I had growing up, uh, heartache and you right. know. Um I'm trying to think of specific inspirations for songs here. Um
0: well, if you, if, if you maybe wouldn't want to go into specific uh, instances, yeah. are there lessons that you've learned or values that have been imparted to you that you think informed a lot of the songs or, or things like that?
1: Sure, yeah. That, I, I mean, I've always, ever since I started doing the solo stuff, um, you know, I, I started off in a band. I was right. in a rock band for a little bit. When I started the solo stuff, I wanted to try to let people know that, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that feels like they do. Like right. somebody from Eastern Kentucky feels like there's no hope for them or they can't do anything for themselves because they're from Eastern Kentucky. That was always the message that I wanted to send was that there's a lot at the end of the tunnel. Right. Those sometimes, you know, you don't feel like there is. There, you can do great things and be from a region here.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, again, that, that shows through in, in your songs and the album. Absolutely. And, you know, that's important to have, especially coming from somebody like yourself who is from – a place like Harlan County, I tell folks all the time when they ask where it is, like it's as far southeast as you can get without hitting Tennessee or Virginia. And you know unfortunately that is a lot of the narrative that's spread about eastern Kentucky and a lot of the times by folks who are not from here or don't have a good idea of what it's like to be here just kind of painted as this perpetually depressed area Mm -hmm. and the best thing that you can do is to get out and you know, of course you know I know folks who have left and have done well for themselves and you know, I, I can't blame him for doing so. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot more here than is often portrayed to be. And, you know, really, the, I think the, the first thing that has to be done to, to make things better in, in every kind of way, not just by, like, metrics of, like, jobs that are available or something, that's important, but there's so much more to it than that. Uh, the first step has to be people like yourself who are from here, who know what it's like to grow up here, who are influenced by others, like the artist you mentioned who grew up here, mm-hmm. um, to, to talk about, candidly, the struggles that are involved in, in, in living here, but also sure. to talk about the beauty that is uh, apparent and, and is experienced through living here as well. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it's very important. I mean, there's so so much potential here. Right. And it's often, like, looked over because of, like, the poverty rate and right. stuff that eastern Kentucky struggles with. But, I, I mean, there's just there's so much potential here and that's that's you know i want to show people that that's that's a goal for sure
0: yeah well I, you you definitely do so through your music and um just through uh you being a great guy in general and a good person to know and a good person to talk to um yeah i know it's been about a year since the album came out um everybody that i've spoken to who uh has listened to it has enjoyed it and r- remind me um, uh, was it up for an award in a in a local publication yeah, yeah, or a, yeah. a, a publication at all
1: Yeah so it got nominated for the Appalachian Arts and Entertainments uh, album of the year right. uh, back in March uh, we it was a finalist we didn't win but you know it was it was nominated as a finalist and right. it, even to be nominated for like a piece of my art oh, yeah. I mean it just it, it meant the world to me Yeah and uh, with mm-hmm. the the value and stuff that that, that the that album held for me, yeah, because it was my first. It was my debut like full length album, so right. it was you know it was just surreal that you know somebody liked it and people liked it enough to nominate it for album of the year.
0: Absolutely, I'm, I'm sure you'll be up for other awards too later on in your career. I, no I, doubt in my mind.
1: I hope so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so I, I, I was curious too. Um, uh, how many how many songs are on the album?
1: Nine, uh, including the intro, including right. Robert Gabb's intro. It's I was it's wondering, mad.
0: that's another thing I meant to ask you, if that was a guy that recorded that yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, I've never met him myself, but I, I know of him and know a lot of folks who know him, so yeah, I know he's a he, great guy. <laughs>
1: hey, uh, he, I'll tell you a story about how that happened. Uh, so when we were recording the first uh, the first project, yeah, and when the song Mind Town, I had an idea at the beginning. The intro of that song was like different folks from around Harlan. Talking about their experiences and stuff, and you know, if you listen, you can hear people. They're talking. There's people talking about their struggles with right. alcoholism, and how they had no. They felt like they had no other opportunity, and some people were talking about how they hid their accent, and and so forth. Well, I, I messaged Guy up and asked him if he would want to record that. You know, something to say on there. Right. And uh, he sent back this like full on like thing that he had wrote back and i was like i'm not i'm using that as like the intro to the project right and uh so i messaged him again when i was working on appalachian dream i was like i gotta have you on you know because it's it was kind of like you know the next step from a long way from home was appalachian dream i was writing all these songs at the same time and uh i asked him i was like you know because i wanted to give him a little bit of money for no, sure. you know because i you know want to make sure that people get paid for their art and stuff sure. and he said uh he said buddy you can't afford it. You can't afford what I charge. He said, "You just take it and run like a bandit in the wind, son. You take it and run." <laughs> <go>. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's one of my my favorite riders around here for sure. I had him as a as a professor at Southeast when I when I uh, first went out there. He was my Appalachian Studies professor. And yeah, yeah. Actually, because of him that I wanted to stay in Appalachia. Right. Originally, I wanted to get out and leave and stuff, but his his class really inspired me and. You know, I saw the the hope right. through Rob through Robert Guy. No, absolutely, he was a big influence on that.
0: Yeah, no, I've I've heard I've heard the same from others that have had him as a professor or have talked to him, know him well. Um, He actually wrote the intro or the foreword to a book about the strikes that went on in Mm Everett's in the 30s. That was written, uh, I think the book was written back in like the late 90s and he wrote the intro to it. Uh, So so he's just, um, he's a wonderful guy. I'd love to maybe have him on the show sometime. I've been meaning to reach out to him. For sure. Yeah. um, Yeah, I know it's probably each song has a special meaning to you and a special place in your heart. But for those maybe who are going to listen to the album for the first time, maybe it's the first time that they've listened to your work. Are there any songs that, for you, uh, as the one of the principal creators, uh, st- stand out to you as maybe or having a lot of meaning, or, or particularly a lot of meaning, or a lot of significance yeah. to you?
1: Yeah. So uh, the first song that kicks in after the intro is Warsaw. Right. And it's uh, it's based on a festival that I that I try to go to. It's a little private shindig. They call it the shindig. Is yeah. What they call. It. But uh, I got offered play it back in 2020 that was my first time going up there right fell in love with the area it's right on the the, the ohio river it's oh okay in, it's in uh a lady's backyard it's right like her backyard and then the ohio river is right there you can see the ships oh, rolling wow. by and stuff and uh I mean, I just fell in love with the place and the people down there. And right. So I always told her, uh, I was like, we call her Mama. Mm. And I said, Mama, I'm gonna write a song about this place one day. And yeah. she was like, Well, you better let me know when you do. And I tried and tried for for two years, and then one day it just it came out that first line out of out on the banks of the mighty Ohio. Right. That that line just uh, stuck with me. A lot of people think that that song's about somebody. It's a it's a love song about a specific person, but no, it's a love song about. Uh, the place and oh, the dedication awesome. to the people down there that come to that festival because it's, awesome. it feels like a second home it yeah. does it does yeah absolutely but that one and that's my most listened to song on Spotify right now is, is Warsaw okay, so gotcha. a lot of people you know found connection in that one too
0: right right Oh, that's a that's a that's a really good one. I, I I enjoy that one. You know, I've I've tried my hand at songwriting before. You know, I, I I like playing music, but I'm just not gifted in that area. So I was wondering if maybe you wanted to talk about your own process for for writing songs yeah, and sure,
1: things. sure. Sure. Yeah. So it um, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, just like anything. Some songs will take me 10, 15 minutes to write. I and mean, yeah. there's others that, you know, I've been working on songs for 2 or 3 years now that I've still wow. not finished. Um But uh, something I found a lot easier is co-writing. Oh, okay. Uh, Going in with an idea and then hearing somebody else's take on the song. Because you have, you know, you can make it into like this dual meaning song. Right. It can mean one thing for you and another thing for the person that you're co-writing with. So I really, really enjoyed co-writing. But uh, most of the time, uh, I'll start out with maybe some chords. On the guitar, come right. out a melody. Uh, maybe it'll start with a line. I'll think of something like, like in the middle of the day. I have uh, on my notes in right. my phone. Like things hit me. All the just time come and to you. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm just typing it out on my phone. Like, oh my god, that's gonna be a song later. I gotta top that out real quick. Right. Uh, but it just, I mean, it's, it's different things. But most of the time, I usually start with the guitar and and like a melody humming in my head. And gotcha. Then, Usually it'll come from there, whether it be the chorus or the verse.
0: Right. No, that's uh, that's great. And uh, I think particularly for, for co-writing, you know, one thing that, you know, like we were talking about how there's more uh, uh, diversity, there's more that is in places like eastern Kentucky and Appalachia in general, that is often overlooked yeah, by a lot sure. of folks. Um, co-writing, I, I think, is gives a good opportunity like, when you listen to a song, uh, and I'm sure it's the same when you write one like you were saying, mm-hmm. and it can have one meaning for you and another meaning for somebody else, I mean, exactly. that just, I think, is a good example of how, like, even in a place like Harlan, you know, it's it's a, a small place, just about everybody knows everybody else, still people can have widely different experiences uh, that have happened to them and their families and also different interpretations of things and different ideas about things. I think that's a good example of how, you know, Appalachia is a lot more of a diverse place than people might want to sure. want to think. Yeah. For
1: sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, the, the album's been doing pretty well in the year since it came out. It has. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it, I think we're up to about 20, probably give or take about 25,000 streams now. Oh, that's awesome. Which is... You know, I, unbelievable for me. I n- never thought that something I would write or put out would would get that many listens. But it's that's been very surreal. Oh, that's great! As well, man. yeah. Yeah.
0: What's next for you? You know, as, as you have been sitting with it and and just you know working on other stuff, sure, and still playing at Poke and, yeah. and other places. Uh, do you have an idea of what'll be next for you in your 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 art?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I want to put out another album. Um, part of me. Recently, has been wanting to do a bluegrass project. Okay, uh, but I don't know if that will be—that's what will be next or not. But uh, I'm currently working on some singles right now that I'm hoping to put out by the end of this year. Oh, great! Um, uh, some more co-writes and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm hoping I've got an album planned, right. whether it's the bluegrass record or the alternative country record. That's, sure. that's the next the next question that I, you know, I'm just taking it a day at a time. I got you, man. Out. Yeah,
0: you could pull a Sturgill and go all hard rock and yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so for those who are listening, who want to listen to your your work and and follow along with you as you. Are playing at different venues and releasing new things. Uh, what's the best way that they can follow your music and uh, maybe follow you on social media? What are the best yeah. ways to do that?
1: Sure. So I'm uh, I'm most active on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Real Cody Howard is is my uh, my handle, I guess. Sure. My, my username, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> uh, I'm most active on Instagram though, so most of the updates will come on there. You can also follow uh, my Facebook page. Uh, it's just Cody Howard. And uh, it's a picture of me with a guitar, so there you, it's, go. you know it's, <laughs> uh, it's. But yeah, yeah, that's the that's the two best places to to follow my dates and stuff on on my music. Right,
0: and I know you're you're on uh, Spotify and Apple Music too. Yep. Uh, just uh, folks, just search up Cody Howard, and, yep. and that's how they can then find your music yep. and the album and everything. Uh, are you available maybe for those who don't have access to either of those are you available on other streaming yeah uh, so there's
1: uh, you can stream the music on YouTube as well Uh, Just again just type in my name and most all all of my albums will pop up on there uh, through YouTube it's like Cody Howard dash topic or whatever okay so yeah so you can listen to the album on YouTube as well
0: nice for those who maybe want to reach out to you about performing at a venue or an event uh, what's the best way to get in in touch with you that way
1: Uh, yeah so I'm I try to stay professional with it sure. and do my email address. But if you want to reach out through like a Facebook message or an Instagram DM or whatever, that, that works too. But my email address is uh, Music one at gmail.com. So that's that's probably the best way to get in touch with me in regards to to uh, booking inquiries.
0: All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it when I say this, you're uh, just a, a wonderful person to know and talk to a great great representation for harlan county for people who encounter you who are from harlan from outside of harlan from outside eastern kentucky uh, you just do such a great job of representing all of us here through just you being who you are and through your music and your art and it's it's always great to talk to you it's been great having you on the show you're welcome again at any time well, i appreciate that absolutely man and uh, you know um we we're not a crunch for time or anything so if there's anything else you want to talk about anything you want to bring up anything at all you go right ahead
1: i mean yeah so i mean just I guess stay uh, stay tuned. Yeah. Watch out for the new music. I mean, I don't really have many. I've got, well, I guess I can uh, plug one of the shows that are coming up in, uh, I think it's July. I'll have to look specifically. That'll be up on my Instagram. But, okay. Uh, uh, Brother Smith and Ward Davis and guys like that. There's a festival down in Hazard, Kentucky happening. Uh, yeah. Again, just follow the Instagram, and uh, I'll post more about that too. But that's that's the only thing coming up as of right now.
0: All right, man. And uh, for, for folks listening from uh, – from Eastern Kentucky, from our area, but maybe not as well, uh, uh, who are interested themselves in um, becoming more professional in their art and their music. Do you have any kind of advice for them that you could give?
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember being a, like a kid, specifically in high school and stuff, very scared to, to just come out and, and start playing or, you know, maybe if I was writing poetry or something, whatever. No. Um I mean, you just—it's just something that you got to do. Right. And it, I know it's hard to find that nerve, but I've—I learned that once I actually gave it a go and went for it, that I found the people that would connect to my art, and that's—that's that's the most important thing about it too. Is that I was very bad about worrying about pleasing everybody, sure. want everybody to like my music, and it took me a long time to realize that not everybody is going to like. Uh, you know what I do sure and and that's okay so like I would say make the art for yourself first and then the people that you know the people that are supposed to listen to it or see it or hear it whatever will fall suit and they'll they'll connect some way or another That's, that's that's the advice I'd give
0: that's great man well Cody uh, it's been great having you on the show again. Thank you. Uh, it's great to know you and great to be following along with this journey that you're on. I'm sure that it'll just keep going up from here. Well,
1: I appreciate. I appreciate you for having me, TJ. I really, I'm, I like what you're doing here myself too. I think you're doing a great job as well for representing Appalachia and uh, and uh, telling the stories and and you know I think you're doing awesome too.
0: I appreciate that, man. And again, you're you're welcome on at any time, and I'm sure. Uh, once you're you're out with your next project, whatever it is, whatever it looks like, we'll we'll, we'll uh, get a chance to talk again, and Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah,
1: same here, same here. Thank you, JJ.
0: Thank you, Cody. Well, thank you guys so much for listening again this week. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and thank you as well for all that you do to support the podcast, whether you. Listen, follow on social media, give an encouraging word, whatever you do and however you do it to support the podcast. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to join us again next time for another episode of Appalachian Firesides. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform that you listen on. Give me your thoughts on what you like, what you would change, how I could do better. Just let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your all's thoughts. If you like that background music that you're listening to, that is a piece called In the Sweet By and By by a great artist named Zachariah Hickman. Be sure to check them out on YouTube. And don't forget to follow the podcast on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on all that's going on. I hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of Appalachian Firesides. But until then, be well, love your neighbor, and do good things. Catch you guys next time.